and we sing oh jesus Genesis 26, 18 and 19. It says, Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the days of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave these wells the same name his father had given them. Then Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of fresh water there. Father, I pray over us right now 
and, and I'm, I'm praying, I'm speaking to you and, and over you. I, I just want you to just spiritually begin to pursue digging a well so that the freshness of God begin to come back on you again. It's got to get fresh again. God, I've gotten maybe dull, maybe a little bit stale. But, but I, when I heard this verse this morning, I, I just thought like, man, I just let's come on, let's just dig in. Lord, I, 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 I'm digging in. I need that freshness again. It, it's been feeling like a valley. Even coming to church is dry. Even worship is dry. But I am going to call you to press in. My faith is dry. My prayer is dry. But dig in. Here, here comes the fresh water that, that God wants you to receive this morning. That, that fresh joy, that fresh life, that 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 you're not having to drag yourself through and pull yourself through fresh joy about your family fresh joy about your finances fresh joy about your hope in the in the authority of God fresh joy and about who you are and your identity that I'm fresh in my identity that the joy of the Lord is my strength I'm not wearing out I'm being renewed day by day the spirit of the Lord is upon me he's anointed me I am being renewed refresh right now come on there's 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 a well right there and this thing that seems like it's wearing you down is only pointing you to dig in dig in dig deep dig deep for the freshness of God to come up there's a fresh drink right there for you and that receive the joy of the Lord being your strength God my hope is in you anxiety you have no place here God has shared hope upon us and I thank you Lord that you are strengthening us this morning because we did not give up. We didn't get in, give in. We may have gotten tired. We may have gotten frustrated, but we didn't give up. But we just dig in deep, dig in deep, Lord. That 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 joy just begin to take over, and that the spirit of excellence, where I'm drinking from the freshness of God springing up living water lord my attitude had gotten dull lord jesus i gotta dig in deep so i can quit with this anger and getting frustrated i pray in the name of jesus that my emotions get saturated in this fresh water and this fresh anointing that i am pursuing right now lord god in your presence in your presence lord is heaven but you have to dig. You have to press in. You have to dig through all the issues you may be going through. You have to dig through. There's water there. There's water there. There's water in you. There's water in the place where you feel like you're so empty and you're drained. No, there is water there. And it is fresh. And it is good. And it is reviving to create a revival in you. And all the things that the enemy has threatened you with and made you feel like they were useless and pointless, that the Spirit of God is upon your fresh anointing. As you dig, you dig, you press in. Say, I'm digging in, I'm pressing in, I'm not letting go. I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling. I'm not letting my children go. I'm not letting my family go. I'm not letting the things of this world overtake me. I'm not going to let reports overtake me. I will drink from the freshness of God. I'm going to rob graves right now that where areas of people have died in their faith, died in their life, died in their spirituality, died in their 
believe, died in their walk. Lord Jesus, we rob them from their graves. We call them into life, and we say that you are loose. We let you free. We call you forward out of your tomb, for there's fresh water. I thank you, Jesus, how bad, how bad, Lord God, it is needed, Lord, that we drink continually from the well of God. And the well of God every single day the enemy wants to dry us out but in the name of Jesus you've given us a place and it's within you it's within you thank you Lord for refreshing our marriages this morning refreshing them right now in the name of Jesus that Lord not only one dig but two dig together and Lord God is drinking from the well of their love their intimacy grows in the name of Jesus that father God that there's a passion Lord that our children are growing in their passion and, and and growing in their love for their academics and everything that they're doing Lord God that there's a passion growing to be obedient to authority in the name of Jesus that it is consuming us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet I pray that we receive everybody that walks in to the door knowing we've been digging this morning knowing that we have been sprinkled with the oil and the water of God that I'm going to be fruitful Lord we bless you we thank you this morning in Jesus name amen amen we want to pray over you if you have any needs in your body or in your life we want to take some time and pray we want you to make sure you keep your faith you're fresh now and you just continue to worship while we pray <laughs> let's get a little off rhythm a little off beat Oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. Um, and so, to, you know, I think the last time I was visiting here at your church, I, uh, <laughs> man, I just would be, gosh, hidden, hidden figures. Uh, and this is hidden figures too, but really, if I would call it, I would call it visual learning. How many of y'all are visual learners? Like, someone can tell you something, but when you see it, like, boom it's like right there and and i want i want you to learn visually the things of god and, and about jesus in an amazing way there would be days you know what i found out a good way to to uh because there are times that i'm in hotel rooms and i can't sleep just i just can't sleep i'll turn the tv on i'll just put on a, a christian station and just let it just and i always say just let it wash over me and then i end up trying to take notes and then i'm like that don't work you know what i mean like you just can't and, and then there's times when i'm driving back and i'm just exhausted like my eyes and one thing that has always kept me awake is worship music I don't, I, I don't, that doesn't make sense though, right? Because it's slow and that does not like, and it's just, there's like, it, and, it, and the verse that always comes to mind is Matthew 26 and 41 is, uh, indeed the spirit is willing when the flesh is weak. And, and it's just those times where it's just overtaking and just, just like, man, I, I was just so, so thankful to God. So in second Kings, uh, chapter six and verse 15 through 17, um, Elisha and his servant, they're out there. They've already made this commitment. They're out in their tent. And the servant, um, it says that when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariot had surrounded the city. So he asked Elisha, oh, my master, what are we to do? It's a simple question that many times we ask, what am I going to do? Maybe ask that about my life. What am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do? I've, I've maybe wasted my years. I've probably, what, now what am I going to do? 
And, and do, he said, do not be afraid. Isn't that amazing? Because the servant never said he was afraid, but you know that that's the case. Whenever we think we're outnumbered, the first thing that pops in is to be afraid. He says, do not be afraid, Elisha answered, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, obviously, this man could not see this. He could not see this or he would not have been afraid or he would not have to be told not to be afraid. And then Elisha. So sometimes we can tell people right the right thing to do. Sometimes you can tell your kids, but if you don't get God involved, which is what Elisha just did, he says, then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw that the hills were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He got his visual learner. He had his eyes open, but when your heart is closed, it is impossible to see what God has shown you. And you got to have our heart open. Father, I pray, I pray for this word that, Lord, that I deliver what you call to be delivered in a way, in a manner that pleases you. Because I know if you're pleased, everybody else's needs will be met. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Even unpacking that, um, the fact of you can have your eyes wide open. We hear it all the time. I know this. I know what I'm doing. No, but your heart is shut, and you cannot see what's around you and what's for you. Uh, sometimes when we give our kids directions, we cannot stop it. I told you to do that. We have to go with and honor thy mother and thy father, it will do you well and you'll live long, right? Because right now you's about to die, right? It's like you got to show them so their eyes can open up and their heart can open up, their heart or their eyes. It's, it's like, don't, don't, you know, don't get caught up in that relationship. I know your eyes are open, but your heart is shut. It's, it's impossible. You can see with one and, and not the other. And it's, and it's like this man is looking. He said, I just, you, can you imagine someone telling you, hey, go, go out there and look. I j I'm the one told you they was out there. Right? It's crazy. It's raining all on the backside of the building. Where are we? <laughs> like a half and half moment. Like. It's like, man, God, open my heart. My eyes are open. I'm, I'm open to Jesus. Sometimes I'm not open to people. I'm open to Jesus. I'm just not sometimes open to obeying him. And, and so when we open our hearts, our eyes will be able to see how God has revealed the majority in our favor, right? It's the hidden figure. The hidden figure of anything that you're doing is an open heart, it's open heart. That's our hidden figures. That's our spiritual hidden figure is having your heart open to the things of God. Uh, this, this being stuck in our flesh keeps our view narrowed and, and out of focus of, of God's, uh, uh, out of focus to God's supply uh, and company. If you pull out a, a something to take, I'm going to take a picture of all of y'all, okay? And so, so watch what people do. Okay, y'all ready? Everybody ready for the picture? Okay, see, this is not even a camera. This is Kendall. And see, if you can see the things covered up, there's nowhere to take a picture. But you can see people starting to like, uh-oh, not now. But, but just assume this is a camera, and I've got it over here. Am I showing the whole picture? No. No, no. And sometimes you have to step back to get everybody in view and to get everything in view. And you have to pan the room sometimes. And it's not that God isn't there. You're just not looking at a bigger focus, 
right? God, you didn't show up. Yeah, I'm just in this part of your room that you don't like looking at. And a part of you that you don't like looking at sometimes, there's sometimes I won't check emails till the next day just because I just don't even want to lay down with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, then I'm, I'm upset because it took up most of my morning. And God said, but I gave you time last night, but you wouldn't look. I was like, Jesus, you know too much. You know too much. You know too much stuff. So God has already shown up in our life. And here's the cool part. Here's the cool part. That, that whole harvest, that hit me right just now. You talk about fresh out the garden. Garden. I told you this in Mississippi. I, ain't, I told you that the, I understand nobody. Nobody. I didn't know what they was telling me. I just knew to get my stuff and get to my hotel. I wondered if the kids were going to understand me. I didn't understand. Little girl butchered my salad at Subway because we couldn't communicate. We were both black people. We just didn't understand each other. She put so much ranch on that salad, you couldn't even see the green. I go, what? She asked me to cook the meat. She asked me if I wanted the meat cooked on the salad. Which, you know, I, you know, I said, you know, no biggie. Just, no, no, I don't. But that meant squirt that bottle like she was choking something like, I don't know, she was angry. You couldn't tell it was a salad under there. It was so much white under there. And she said to me, do what we got to do out there. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I'm just going to take it and scrape the rest of the milk off of this salad because what you just said to me, I don't know. And she smiled, you're welcome. I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to, I had to, that was Sunday. I had to go sit before Jesus, like what happened? She smiled, you're welcome. I don't even know how to spell you welcome. I mean, is there an L in there? <laughs> what was happening? God said, you're in Mississippi. There's Starkville, Mississippi. Popular people call it Stark Vegas. Beautiful people, but, you know, it's all that joking aside. All the people that graduated, went to that school, the little place I was in, came back to teach in that place. Came back to teach. I'm, I have yet to be around an audience of kids so well-behaved in my life and let me tell you looking at them I was not expected it was a shocker I was not I was expecting folks to be acting they were the best audience I have spoken to in years not, no offense to y'all I'm talking about school area looking like what are we I knew we should just stay at home wait for the NFL to come on I'm talking about school kids kids because then we I have this visual learning about how somebody looks I'm thinking they're gonna be disruptive and I've already got this load of sentences planted in my head that I'm going to say to you if you pop off. The, I'm talking, this is from fifth grade to ninth grade. Not a peep. Not a peep. In fact, I had to stop myself in time. And, and, and it's just, it, it was amazing to me that what was happening was God says you have to become a visual learner. You have to have a vision for people you're about to speak to. Or you're never going to say what they need to hear. I say, after 25 years, you show up with this direction. <laughs> Look at that Del Gordon. 
Um, <laughs> it's like, and it reminded me of uh, when uh, Stephen Furtick said he was preaching in Arkansas and said one little boy jumped up while he was preaching, let the wild hogs eat. It's like, <laughs> let the wild hogs eat, man. <laughs> See, we done lost it, man. We need to be like old Talladega Nights. We need a little country cowboy in us, a little, con- little goofy cowboy in us sometimes. We too, you know, stoic. It, it, was, it was amazing. So anyway, thank God I'm back in church, man. Thank God for Jesus and Texas. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I was in Atlanta. Everybody mad at each other in Atlanta. They walking. Look, these are the older people. Well, get out of my way. I was like... Don't you make me kick over your suitcase that rolls. And I smiled. I got here to Tejas and thank you, Jesus. And we just roll with it. Um, God has already shown up in your life, though. And And here's what Jesus is saying. I've given you sight. You've just turned away from it. I've given you ability to see. I've even given you ability to hear. You just turned the wrong way. Anybody got a good ear? Anybody got a good eye? Sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, well, I don't want to go too bad to But you know, you go, when you got to use your good eye because you don't trust both of them, you're like, let me single out. Because sometimes you can, have, you can be open up, you can have your eyes open to too much. And you can't single in on what you have to do. You have your ears open too much, too much. And you have to sometimes turn to that good eye. My brother-in-law got a good ear, don't he? And that joker don't know sometimes. He's screaming. I'm like, can But you know, when you can't hear what you're saying, you think you need to yell at everybody else? You know what I'm saying? You, hear, you, you can't hear what you're saying, so now you want to yell and tell us everybody else's fault. Amazing how much trouble pastors get in for people who make their own decisions. The goal. And, then, and y'all like, go back to where you came from. And in the midst of any situation, our prayer is to be able to see his provision. Right, I just want to see. God. I just want to see where you're gonna show up, God. I know you may not be showing up. Now. I just want to see that you're on the way. All right. The goal of any assignment from the enemy is to blind us from what God has already done and get us to question what God said. So I got to make you blind to what God has already done, and now I want you to question what He said. Because now I've blinded you, now I can make you question what God has said. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, we love this verse. Uh, And the King James Version says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. I'll read all of it because it's NIV. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. What is that? Gratitude is thankful to God in your heart. A lot of times, again, people are thankful to God with their words, but not thankful with their heart. Because when you're thankful with your heart, your life will respond. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. And as a man think of in his heart, that's what he is. When I've got gratitude in my heart toward God, my gratefulness will be in my step to be faithful to God. When we are rich with God's word, we, are, we sharpen our vision to see God clearly. And that's one of the things about being fresh is because sometimes we become dull. We go, the word of God becomes pocket change instead of an income, an increase 
it is just a something we found under the seat in my ashtray. We don't even have ashtrays in cars anymore. In my cup holder. <laughs> I am really trying to come from Mississippi. I really am trying to leave that place. I, there was times when I would ask them if, I had, if they had questions, and I knew I was wrong. I was wrong, Pastor Rita. I was wrong because I was wanting to hear how they're going to ask the questions. I knew what I was doing was wrong, and that little boy stood up, and I didn't understand a word he said, and all I did was smile and said, we are out of time. I don't know what he asked. I have no idea. He, he was like, and I go, why did I do this? Why did I do this? I couldn't answer because I would have answered wrong. I know I would have answered wrong. I just lean at the stage and go, we out of time. Y'all come back here. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but when you are rich, rich in the word of God it sharpens your vision it sharpens your vision and, and that's what one little girl told me you don't find it I said why did you say the last part so loud you're funny like and it was every time she would say it's a funny and I could hear her telling her friend he's a funny it's, it's like what does that mean why would people act like that what would you do someone walk up to you and you're funny <laughs> And the woman would start to translate because she knew I had no idea. Because she said, you're so funny. I said, I heard that part. What I don't understand is why she's screaming on funny. Now, I ain't got no problem. I didn't do this like I didn't. She goes, but I could tell you don't understand these kids, do you? What I am concerned about is do they understand me? Because you got to write the check. Because you're paying me for this. Even though I'm going to use it in other speeches. <laughs> she goes, yeah. She goes, um... When, when, when uh, their appreciation is, is that's, that's how they do it. And, like, I mean, and they were, they were very appreciative. They, they really enjoyed it. But I was like, I, I wish I could just sit around them. I just, because just write, take notes. Just, I want to I wanna just take notes. What, what did they say? Can, and I want to write it the way I hear it. You know, and I want to put in like some symbols. I think sometimes we misinterpret what God says, and instead of saying it exactly the way God says it, we add stuff to it. Right? Right? We, we, God, now that you're just changing my car, all right? You're not my source. You are a resource. Right? And, and so what, what happens is, if, if we, I told you it's been a while, I've been preaching a while, when you preach to yourself in a car, you, you say amen to yourself, and then you go, you can fix stuff that you say wrong. So hopefully I got all that out of the way. But it's God is my source, not my resource. A resource is something that you go call upon when you need it. When it's your source, it's, 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 it's lifestyle. It's I can't go without it. It's a dependent. Right? I had to explain that to my child is a dependent. Every prayer we pray is answered by the word of God. Okay? You agree with that? You agree with that? Yeah, there you go. That's, woo! It's like I thought I was at the wrong church. No one is raining on this side of it. 
it turns on the spiritual light in our hearts so God will, will, will so, so that we can see God's will in every situation. Every prayer we pray is answered by the word of God. Every doubt, anxiety, or fear has been assigned a word from God to get out of our life. Every one of those symptoms have been assigned a word from God to be removed from our life. It is the multitude of the word that accelerates our intimacy in worship. It is a multitude. Man, like if you're struggling to get in worship, it's because you haven't been in word. And when you get in word, the ship can show up, right? The ship is selling. I'm, I'm in word and now we're ship. We're going to the ship. We're going to the ship. The championship. You can get in the word and you can win in your worship when you've been in your word. Right? That's why worship can take over us sometimes. If y'all knew some of the battles back there over the little, the, 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 the playlist. The playlist. All of us got music. Like we all got songs and we got stuff we, we want. We want everybody here because there's, there's word in us. So there's worship in us. And it's like he says, he says they'll sing songs and spiritual songs and hymns and, and they will sing it. Why? Because let the word of God dwell in you richly so that you don't live a life that's costly. I'm rich in the word. John 1, 1 said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. The word was God. Yeah, man. That wasn't even practice. That just happened. We did, none of us practiced that. We just made that happen. It is a manifestation of God. The manifestation of the flesh. And that's why God has called us, as praying, that's why God has called you to receive for this month the manifestation of every word, every women's meeting, picnic, uh, potluck, men's meeting, if project, you singles it's going to laminate up in here let's just make stuff up now it's going to come to you right now in a harvest season and everything you've been believing God to do is going to be going to manifest it's going to show up man Woo. good you know something else I want to tell y'all that God has been putting on my heart to do now you can do it if you want to this is not this is not obligated until later on but if you want to go to heaven you'll do it um that God has wanted us to have some days where we don't eat meat. Just a day or just a day or two here and there. Don't eat meat. Sow yourself to the healing of those, your brothers and sisters, and the healing of your own body. Well, if I ain't gonna eat meat, what am I gonna eat? Fruit, salad, <laughs> some bread, something. Just mix it up. Just try to go without. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to say it like that. You're going to go without some meat. But, but again, sow yourself into the kingdom. Sow yourself into the kingdom. Okay, I better go on to scriptures because that food thing around lunchtime, is, I know it was a threat. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 through 47. Y'all know this is a story about David, David and Goliath. But David, as we said before earlier, David was like, Goliath, you can criticize me. I deserve to be criticized. This is me paraphrasing. But you cannot talk about my God because I know my God is innocent. 
You got to know that Jesus is innocent. When your life or you start to threaten, God never works. What you're saying is you're criticizing God. It's one thing to say you don't keep your faith. And it's one thing to say you don't pray enough. But it's never a thing to say that God is not who he says he is. Right? So Samuel, but David said to the Philistines, you come against me with a dagger, a spear, a sword. Uh, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. This day, I will strike you down, cut off your head, and give the carcass of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the creatures of the earth. Then the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel, and all those assembled here will know that it is not by sword or by spear, says the Lord saves that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. I'm not just winning this for me. I'm winning this for all of us. Your victory and your overcoming, the thing that you're having to resist, is something that's taking effect for all of us. Right? And so we walk into that thing. So David ran with God and defeated his earthly enemies. And as Pastor Rita was saying up here, uh, students, run with God. He'll defeat that other stuff. Run with God. Run with him. Running with God is always a victory in life. David's hidden figure was his, in his confession of God's victory over the Philistines through the visual learning of how God had already provided for him when he was a shepherd's boy in the fields. He brought a lion, lion showed up, I killed him. Bear showed up, I killed him. I got visual learning of who God is. If you are breathing, you have a visual learning situation of how God has delivered you just for the fact that you're still here. The Philistines could only see a young boy facing him because without God, people can, people can only see what is in front of them and not as what is within, right? It's without God, right? John 3, 3 says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He is blind because he's not born again. He can only see so much. This is why if you have any friends who don't serve God, they can only tell you what they see because they don't have a no inside of them. They've never given birth to anything spiritual, so they can only talk about what they see. So you correcting them, it really doesn't help them because they can't see anything. It's correcting them is one thing, leading them to Christ so that they can see better, that's the other thing. It said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't see when you give. That's why people will judge someone who is receiving an offering or a church person who receives an offering or say they don't need all that money to do all of that. I don't know, Jesse Duplantis came on the fire because he's believing God for another jet to get the gospel out, right? And they go, he don't need all of that, okay? Well, let's go back into our own life. Do we need all that we have? And are we willing to give it away? Right? At some point, we have to stop and go, man, that's his faith. I'm going to believe God what I need to believe God for. See, because when I get all caught up fighting him, I miss out on what God has called me to do. I need to have faith for where God has called us to. So I, I, I often look at that, and I, I hear people all the time, and they'll say that I just don't think that's right. I say, well, what have you given away? Always ask. They can't see it. So because you don't have his vision. That's a different vision. 
And his vision is from reaching multitudes and not getting stuck in the airport. I said, so, I mean, you can judge him. That's what you want to. But the Bible says when the disciples came to Jesus and said, there are other men preaching, but they don't do it the way we do it. When Jesus said, as long as they preach in Christ crucified, leave them alone. Right? And see, that's, that's, where, the, that's where the problem comes in. It's like folks want to jump out there, but you cannot have another person's vision because God has given you your own. But if you're not born again, you can't even see that. Right? They think we're crazy coming to church, going to God, praying over your kids. Who would do such a thing? What's wrong with y'all? Loving your neighbor as yourself. The Philistine could only see what was in front of them. God in us gives visual lessons so that we can walk in his visible will. I could, if you've ever said, I could see myself doing that, then you need to go and pray for God to give you the visual lesson so you can walk in that visible will. I can, listen to this, how many of y'all could see yourself living uh, um, with, with billions? How many of y'all could see it? Just see it. You can see yourself doing it. If you, if you, you could, my God, like, I could handle it. Give me a shot at it. People say, I just couldn't handle having all that money. Let's, let, me, let me test me. Let me see. <laughs> let me try. <laughs> I could do it that there. Let me try. But in order to have, walk in that visible will, you have to have a visual understanding because God says, yeah, you say you could walk in the abundance of billions, but you won't even walk in the abundance of your family. Right? You won't even receive what you already got. It's, 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 it's kind of a, it's a, it's a tough place, right? When we could say, I would do so much. And my, one of my, right, the foul teacher that I was with uh, uh, on the last two days, uh, her sons grew up in the PAL program, and they, gra- they graduated from high school, and one just graduated from college. Love them. Love them in there. We went to dinner. We ate sushi together. And McGuay said, man, you know, just love every time you come down. You know, it's so cool. I've got my degree ready to start working. And he says, man, I just don't know. You know, just I want to do everything I can for God, but, man, that sure is going to be a lot of money to give him. I said, you're, you're, you're tied? Yeah. I just can't see writing a check that big. I said, can you see getting a check? Well, yeah, then that's how you write one. (laughs) Too hot? He caught me on Thursday. (laughs) Last day before coming home. I was like, what do you give now? Well, I give what I, okay, then there you go. You want God to get that 90? You want to reverse that? And I think there's times where, and great kid, no, 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 I mean, he didn't get upset or anything. He was like, yeah, okay. But what happens is, is that we have to visually keep learning from God on a consistent basis. That's why sometimes missing, you have to kind of catch up on focus. Uh, those of you who go to a movie and the person has seen it before, I wish, we, you know what, we need to get a reverse cam where this screen can take a picture, especially of what, I, what just happened. Man, people's, people's, and they live, watch it, watch it. Well, I'm trying, but you won't stop talking. 
You don't want to give me too much. And sometimes as Christians, just because we've seen it before, Next, next time I'm at church, don't let me forget to get my phone out, okay? Okay, Elijah to Jerina. Don't let me forget it because I need to take pictures of this. It's a Campbell's Soup moment up in here because we think like that's the way God is going to have everybody do it, right? We think our issues is the same way as our kids' issues. We think that the way we did things is the way they're doing things, and that's not it. We give them the word and say, here's the truth. Let the truth set you free. Right? Just because you've seen it. I've seen this. This is the way I was. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You just told me your folks didn't raise you in church. I know I'm not exactly the way you are. Surely you've done better. Surely. He gives us visual lessons. David's vision for his generation gave him victory for his generation. Man, I've seen the most, at that school where the young lady had taken her life the week before, it seemed like kid after kid could not wait to get it. One kid said, I, I'm, I'm going to study to be a public speaker, uh, vocal, it's kid after kid. Oh, man, I love God. I just want to go and search. Like, they were pouring it on, and nobody could stop them. It's amazing. A tragedy let people lose their anger, but also let people lose their faith. I didn't stop them. I was like, this is great. This is church right here. And they were just, man, I love God. Woo, I love Jesus. This big kid looked like a big Samoan. And he was the biggest one in the group. Michael, you remember me from last year? Woo, he came and hugged me. And was like, woo, I love God. He was like, woo, doing sound and nice. We having roots. Roots. Roots? He says, the foundation of the youth group. Oh, Roots. <laughs> I don't I know. <laughs> I don't know. Some of y'all ain't seen the movie, but I just, I, yeah, I went a whole different area, and he had to catch me. He's foundation. <laughs> I was a mess this week. I I knew I was slipping too. I knew I was coming down to the end where my my you know I was had my tongue had gotten a little silver, a little silver in it. It was sharper. And uh, one little, I was telling Jar about this, and I said, and I asked this high school, I said, y'all got any questions? And I said, let me just answer one. I don't shine my head. This just happens. One little smart alley blackhead. Yeah. This show is shiny. I say, well, I don't know how you could talk because it's glaring off your forehead, too. So I was like, yours is just bright as mine. I was like, oh, Stop. But it looked like he'd rubbed, got his grease too far down. You know how I can just glisten? And I'm like, you the last one should have been saying something. Because we up here, the kid next to me, <laughs> Noah, was like. <laughs> and I, God said, you shouldn't have said that. I said, I know now. You should catch me before it come out of my mouth. Jeez. And the boy, the dude just kind of laughed it off and forgot all about it. But I was like, oh. I have to get in the car and ride. Do you want to ride with Jesus? Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 19. 
and asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge of him. I ask that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know the hope of his calling, the riches of his glorious inheritance in saints, in the saints, and the surpassing greatness of his power to us who believe. He displayed this power in working of his mighty strength, that you may know the minute you're waiting to get payment from God is the minute you've lost sight of your calling from God. Not a hireling, it's a calling. The calling never goes away. In fact, you could drop your position and still be called just out of place. And it's the most uncomfortable feeling ever. Uncomfortable feeling because you know inside of you God has called you to do something. Open the eyes of our heart. Remember that song? Open the eyes of our heart. It's an old song. God, where the enemy cannot steal what you reveal. Open the eyes of my heart so the enemy can't steal what God has revealed. So God has revealed some stuff to you even with this thing about you, what you're going to harvest. My understanding of your provision is always in sight. Keep your understanding. Amen? Amen. Okay, okay, guys, just bow your heads. Bow your heads. Mm. Now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Father, we just pray, we thank you Thank you for the word. Thank you for your will being done. Lord, many of us in here are visual learners. I pray, Father God, and not because they need it, because you said this about Thomas. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. But Lord, I, I just want to pray over them, Lord God, that give them a glimpse. Give them a glimpse, Lord Jesus. Oh, just pray for whatever it may take to restore hope, restore faith, restore belief to overcome doubt. Give them a glimpse, Lord God, of what you're doing and, and, and Lord, that they may know that they know that you're always there. Well, Father God, I'm not trying to get you to show your hand. Father, I just pray that their eyes will be open to see it in your word. That you're faithful to the end. Lord Jesus, we bless you. We thank you, Lord, that we're visual learners, Lord, and we have a vision from God. And we see that nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible for you. And Lord God, we put ourselves in a line, our hearts and our mind with the Spirit of God. It's that all things are possible to those who believe. There is nothing too hard for God. And so, Father, we have our hearts open and our eyes open to see you. And everything that has now shown up, now, God, you've given us a new position. You've given us a new place. Now here comes all the stuff. Lord, I pray that all the stuff has an answer and everyone involved will receive the answer and walk in it. Then Lord God, the, the argument over my identity is over. The argument over my image is over. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And I believe that I will receive all that you have. In Jesus' name, everybody say, 
Amen, amen, amen.